0: Welcome back, everyone, to S1E1, the show where every week we watch the very first televised episode of a different sitcom, discuss it as if we've seen no other episode of the show, and then at the end of the episode, decide if that is a show that we want to greenlight or cancel. This week, we're going to be talking about Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Mr. Cooper went five seasons on ABC. It lasted 101 episodes. This week, we're going to be talking about just episode one, which was titled The Presentation, which aired originally September 22nd, 1992. So to start things off, I'm Jay Gags. With me as always, the guys, Gordo, Joe, Nick, and Ferg. How's it
1: going, guys? Hey. Yellow. Stocko- Stockbroker what? William is fine.
0: <laughs> and uh, so to start things off, hang on, Mr. Cooper. Guys, is this a show that you had all seen before we recorded?
2: Yes. 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 Briefly, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen a lot of it. I've seen it, though, for sure. I knew a, what it was. It was
1: a TJF show, right?
4: Yes. I, I remember it. I, I remember watching it, but I forgot most of it. So. Yeah,
3: so... Yeah, I didn't reckon... I, we're going to get into it. Well, I'll just let Jay go, because po- at the very beginning of this episode confused the shit out of me.
0: The cold open? Yeah, we'll get into it in one second. All right, so basically... Yeah, this is a show that I very much remember. Like, it was a, it was a huge show in its time. I, you know, I think it's like when we talked weeks ago about perfect strangers. It's not a show that is talked about much anymore, but it was really big in its time. I don't have like a huge remembrance of every little thing that happened on the show. Cause it, it premiered when we were like six years old, but uh, definitely huge in its time, but let's, let's get to it. So it starts with the cold open. The cold open was very fourth wall breaking uh, different than anything we've seen thus far on our show, at least with shows we we've reviewed. It starts with Alan Thicke walking in as Jason Seaver. So uh, Grown Thicke. Pains, yeah, Grown Pains went what seven seasons, I think they said, in the cold open. Yeah. And that show ended in ninety-two. So basically, hanging with Mr. Cooper is taking over that time slot. Like it's like it's almost like a passing of the torch thing they're doing. So Alan Thick walks in again as Jason Seaver and runs into uh, Mark Curry, and they're just uh, they're going back and forth. And at first Alan Thick is pretending that he's not Alan Thicke. he's staying in character. And then they do the whole no no it's me Alan Thicke we you know stop him by you're the you're the new show right and it it's a promo for the show that you're already watching which is kind of kind of interesting but they seem to use it as like a passing of the torch moment I guess I, love I didn't it. see it
1: I, I forgot like because no, I watched wait. Growing Pains as a kid too right but I didn't it's realize... the same set yeah I, yeah I Couldn't think that goes away that. so they make jokes it does go that. away they give him the house okay and goes that's away, what I think, that's what confused episode. me. 'Cause they leave that picture up and I thought it'd be funnier if they kept a picture <laughs> up for the whole series. You just had some random family on your wall.
0: That was something that like went back and doubled like I, I made that mental note, like after the, the actual intro, like is it, is it actually the same set? It was just like the same studio they
1: used, but yeah. I mean no, it was... it's the same house. No, it was the, the same format. exact house. Yeah, it's the Growing Pains house. Was yeah, it it's really the, the same, same house? Exact house. Yeah. yeah, like it's they the exact basically same second house. So the they just decorated and, like, it different? made them go in there they put a a few different things in there but i think that by the second episode which i don't know because it doesn't exist and i didn't watch it (laughs) i think they give them a different house but i think that was part of the joke of like here's alan thick you're taking over the time spot here's so i
0: guess maybe in theory they recorded the pilot episode truly as a pilot and i'm just speculating so maybe they recorded the pilot so instead of creating a whole new set they were like it's just in a house we'll just use this house
1: Yeah, I think they probably just were like, we're off
3: for this week. Use the Seavers house, and we'll just change some stuff around. It could have been something as simple as, like, they just weren't ready on that set yet, you know, and they still had the other one, or they really weren't sure what was going to happen with the show, so they just did the pilot there. But also something we see a lot.
0: But it's like a whole – I would assume the show is targeting a very different demographic in general, too. It's it's supposed to be a younger, hipper show – you know, as we'll discuss, going straight into the intro. But you know, as we still talk about this cold open, the the dialogue.
2: Oh, you could not do that. Kind now. of shows you that could not do that dialogue. It's, it's a
0: different. Yeah, it, some of the stuff Alan Thick mm-hmm. said to him. He's like, "Oh, like you know, good luck in the hood." And hey, if you yeah. ever need a white guy,
1: and I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, the hey if you ever need like, a white guy thing." It's like, "I'm just leaving my television show with a main character yeah. named Boner." And it was, it,
0: I mean, it was funny, but it's also like, it shows you that like we're targeting a different audience, right? Like this is a, we're making Alan Thicke's character look a little dated. You know, when Mark Curry says to him like, oh, was he your show like canceled? He's like, no, it was retired. <laughs> but like, obviously like this is like the new generation that they're trying to target. And I can't know, believe I was, you can say Alan was... Thicke
1: so many times without doing Alan Thicke's accent. I can't say his name more than once without going like Alan Thicke in the thick of the <laughs> night with Alan Thicke. It's impossible not to do it. You guys were in the um, thick of the night with Alan Thick. It was on when we were like
3: really little. Gilbert Godfrey was on it all the time. No, no, you know what? The <laughs> only thing, the only other thing I remember Alan Thick from, is didn't he host like that Love connection? Ma- no, like it was like a magician show, like that David Copperfield would do in front of like a big audience, and like other magicians would be there and shit, and like Alan Thick would come out for ten seconds, and like up next, so and so, and he'd come out and you know make shit disappear, and I don't know why the
0: Alan Thick would make shit disappear.
3: <laughs> yeah, Alan
1: Thick.
0: I remember him from Love Connection, which was yeah. also a, a little – I don't know if it ran at the same time before.
1: It may have been concurrent, but I think it went a little longer because that daytime syndication stuff lasted forever when we were kids.
0: Yeah, and uh, the only other thing I really want to get into before we actually get into the episode itself was this show was created oh, wait, by – Wait, was he
1: Love Connection or is that Chuck Woolery? Mm, maybe. Chuck, Love Connection was Chuck Woolery, Or was it okay. Tom Bergeron? I don't know why my brain remembers that it was Chuck Woolery. We're back in two and two. Yeah. Chuck Woolery. Yeah, I think it was Chuck Was Woolry. it?
0: Well, whatever. It wasn't <laughs> so, Alan Thick. So, uh, yeah. So, anyways, this show was created by Jeff Franklin, who's, I guess, most known for creating Full House. So, even though Full House still ran for a few more seasons after Mr. Cooper started, he basically was distanced from that show, kind of broke away to start something else, and created this show. And this was created for ABC. I was looking at um, the top shows of the year before, 91, and it was like, ABC and NBC basically were at war with each other as far as all the top slots, especially in like that kind of primetime sitcom demographic. CBS, nowhere to be found, really. I was looking at some of the shows. like ABC definitely had Family Matters, which was like on the up at, at the time. They had Full House, which is a mega hit, but I think they were looking for something that was a little cooler because when you look at some of the other shows, like A Different World and Fresh Prince were both on NBC. So I think this was kind of created as a way to, get some of those viewers onto their network because a lot of the stuff they had going on was like family comedy
1: like a younger hipper comedian who hits a different audience who's not exactly crazy family there's no kids in this show right it's like a yeah. it's not a family sitcom there's not right. a bunch of kids running around but they are so smart because they bring it into a school yeah the students we'll get to, to it, get it, the kids in, yeah if you want to yeah. have kids around yeah you make these people untethered by family and then you bring them into a school so you can have kids coming around and then you don't have to have them around all the time. You can still have the sexual jokes and the dating jokes and stuff. It's pretty good. Jeff Franklin's smart. Yeah, it's a show made out of.
2: <laughs> Warned. Also, Alan Thicke huh. was on Fuller House. Full connection.
0: Was he? That must have, that had to be one of the last things he did. He went, he yeah. went on the date. He,
2: he went a on the date with too. DJ when she broke up with like both other guys. And
3: wait, Alan Thicke died.
1: He's dead. dead? Yeah. I think so.
2: Sorry. So guys. Are we confusing
1: or do we have blurred dies? Alan
0: Thicke. Yeah. He- He's dead. When did no, Alan he's not. die? He did die. Oh, he died ago, recently. I think. Di- I think he died like skiing or something. Oh, that was Sonny
2: Bono.
1: Oh, <laughs> that was that was uh That's Sonny, Sonny Bobo. Sonny Bobo. Don't want to end up like Sonny Bobo. No, he's
0: yeah. He's dead.
3: Really? He is dead. Alan yeah. think is dead.
0: Robin Thick, alive and well, and hosting the mass singer. Well, a panelist. Alan Thick died singer. in
3: twenty sixteen.
1: <clears throat> oh, so
0: Whoa, like five years ago, I yeah.
1: thought it was during COVID era. It's a rough five years. R.I.P. Alan Thick. Yeah. I knew it.
0: What the oh, fuck? I guess moving on, because we talked for boner 10 minutes. did Boner
1: die, too? Speaking of, speaking of Alan Thick, though, didn't Boner die in some crazy weird way right around the same time? Because he was on who's Growing boner? Pains, too. <laughs> boner from I Growing forgot, Pains. I forgot you
4: don't watch many television shows.
1: Yeah, Gordo has no idea what we're talking about. Boner was a character in Growing Pains who was...
4: I remember Growing Pains. I saw it, like, once or twice, but I don't remember a boner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know I'd remember a boner. Can somebody we'll check please this later, clip that... Gordo saying, who's Boner? <laughs>
3: You know what's funny is if I just looked him up, and you have to type "boner growing pains." (laughs) We've all been there, but
1: I think he died in a really weird way. We'll look into it later. But for the for the audience out there, I'm pretty sure Boner died around the same time, and it was like they were looking for him. I remember the news articles on CNN being like missing Boner.
3: (laughs) Yeah, he missed he missed his flight, and then a group of friends found him. In a park, he where he hung himself. Oh God! Yeah. All
1: right. Well,
0: to keep it on a light note, ten minutes in, let's get into the intro of the show. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, all right. So, (laughs) what a weird transition. So the show starts, and uh, immediately I'm like, all right, this is super '90s, like the colors, the wacky fonts, which were like very big, but like shows in the '90s were like not quite ransom font, you know, a, a mishmash of different fonts and colors, and it was like. The whole intro of the show involved the two main girls in the show and Mark and a couple other girls, and essentially it was like almost like an En Vogue music video from the 90s. It was like kind of like an R&B music video, basically just to make Mark Curry look like the coolest man on planet Earth.
3: I thought that was the worst, one of the worst intros we've seen so far.
4: It was very, very dated. It was pretty cringy.
3: But I will say, Jay, to your point,
1: an
2: En Vogue music video is a very accurate uh, description. The song was great, though. Maybe it's just not my kind uh, of music. It I, just didn't do it for me. It bored me. It, like it, The
4: tone, it wasn't rhythmic. Did you guys know, though, that that particular theme song, Alice Cooper was originally slated to do it, but he couldn't do it due to scheduling. Well, was it going to be exactly the same, but
2: Alice Cooper? I don't know. But he, he was the he Mr. Cooper?
0: Was he, was he also going star in the I show? I think that was supposed
1: to be the connection. <laughs> I want to watch that version of the TV show. You had to have made that
2: up.
4: My no, favorite? I didn't. Go look on Wikipedia. I have pictures. Screenshots.
1: I he, You screenshotted it? My favorite thing ever, Gordo, is whenever we listen back to one of our episodes, you always just say, Wikipedia, Wikipedia. That's the furthest you go for any knowledge of anything. Gordo only sources Wikipedia.
0: Also, I want to point out from the... From the intro, and this, by the way, looks like they're trying to make this a very cool intro. But I think this is what happens when you have Jeff Franklin, the old creator of Full House, trying to make a show that's supposed to be like hip and cool. It's like, so what do they do? Like, we'll make it look like a music video. We're gonna have him sink a basketball shot that's like six and a half feet up. <laughs>
1: like they really push the basketball thing right away, so you know that's gonna oh, come yeah. into play.
0: Yeah, so I mean, we'll we'll get into the actual intro of the show then, because it starts right away where he's just home watching basketball, and a girl walks in who I assumed was his girlfriend at the time
1: because I yeah, thought it too. was his. Yeah, there's not,
0: there nothing to go by. But <laughs> you thought it was his <laughs> was <that> mom? <laughs> Much older than
1: him. <laughs> I think you need new glasses, but
0: I guess like if you look at their dynamic, it, it was very like parental the way she talked to him. Right. It was like, have you been sitting there all day? And he does the joke like, no, I was sitting like this. And then I was sitting like that. And at that definitely just husband and wifey more than anything,
3: I think. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: I, I got a relationship vibe at that time. And uh, I was also extremely distracted by the fact that his shoelaces were untied, but like not tucked in like other people who don't tie their shoes do. Like they were just flopping around.
1: Like when he got up to get that pizza, he probably should have fallen in his face.
0: Right. So they get to talking, and then we find out that another teacher at the school got sick eating fish sticks.
4: Which we yes. find out are the hot dog the hot, of the sea.
0: I wrote that down. <laughs> I wrote that down too. Fish sticks are the hot dog of the sea, which I was, as she said it, I'm like. Oh my God! Fish sticks are the hot dogs of the sea. <laughs> like, what? But, that is a accurate gotta that thing. joke
1: though. It's thirty years. What? Twenty nine years. Call it thirty years later. All five of us watched the show, and we all came back being like, "Whoop! That was funny." Like, <laughs> yeah, anytime that, I see a fish stick from now on, that's the first thing I'll think.
0: That hit right away. Yeah, and um, so which created an opening because we find out she's a teacher. So he, this other teacher, gets sick eating fish sticks, and as a result he's going to be out of school for a little while, which creates an opening for Mark to be What the hell
3: happened to this guy substitute? that he's out for this long?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I've ate a lot of comparable fish sticks in my day. Yeah, I, I can say uh, from personal experience that you can eat fish sticks at almost any point in time, and usually nothing will happen to you.
1: But... Not me. <laughs> Not I would legitimately die though. if I hit a fish stick. Not from a school cafeteria, though.
0: So uh, this opens up March. We didn't get fish sticks in our
1: cafeteria, though. We got cheese sticks.
2: <laughs> who wants cheese sticks?
1: <laughs> you don't remember the yeah. way that cafeteria lady used to call out what? who wants cheese sticks? No, it was cheese tits. <laughs> I thought you sl- <laughs> Who wants <watched> cheese tits? <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh,
3: recall that what, uh, even a little bit. She was very <laughs> I,
1: sweet. Also, thinking back on for lunch for children, they gave the one very thin, very small one quarter of a pop of a pop tart or whatever, full of pizza filling as a lunch to sustain you.
3: Just seems completely illegal by any. means. <laughs> that's why Jay used amazing. to Jay used to cuff cheeseburgers, <laughs> like slide them up his sleeve. That wasn't in the until line. high school. Yeah, that's <laughs> what pizza we were talking
1: about for
0: elementary school though.
1: Yeah, to get friendly a... with the people at the school, at the high school, <laughs> I was friendly. Was I got free sweet. extra puffs every day because they liked me.
3: Wearing a jacket,
1: in they
0: were May. like made by Hot Pocket, and they like existed solely in schools because like I enjoyed them when I was like dude. Seven. My mom
3: used to bring those home all the time. They were awesome.
0: Yeah, and I always was like looking in stores for them where where they just didn't exist. Like they were like a school exclusive item for some reason. It's like I kids didn't, didn't like eat them. small things of pizza at home. What?
2: I didn't like them. I'm not a pepperoni I... guy, and they only had pepperoni.
1: Not a pepperoni pizza guy, you communist. That's that court road life right there.
0: Pepperoni, personally, is not my favorite topping. This is going to be a wild tangent. I think pepperoni... I like eggplant. Pepperoni exists. Eggplant is a delicious pizza topping, but yep. Eggplant is
1: the bastardization of chicken parm, and it should not exist in this world.
0: No, Ferg, first off, I was defending you going on your <laughs> anti-pepperoni rant, and I was going to say pepperoni, to me, is something that primarily exists because when they use pizza imagery and stuff, they need a topping, so it's just not a big hunk of orange. So they put the pepperoni topping because it's, like, good for photos. Otherwise, it just makes your pizza way too greasy.
1: It's greasy, but it's what you do is you get extra cheese, so it goes on top of the pepperoni, and it covers that grease up, and it is the best way to
4: eat a pizza. But then you cool. get extra greasy cheese
1: yeah on the way in but it
3: just sluices <laughs> into your mouth anyway it doesn't
4: really oh, matter you know you gluten-free no, what you have bitch to do,
3: what you need to do <laughs> i need eat <is> gluten-free cook, <laughs> pizza fucking Ferg. you need to cook the pepperoni for half the time of the pizza you gotta throw it in later it's not it gets, basically just warms up the pepperoni but it doesn't cook the grease out of it oh, i love the burnt pepperoni though i love when it burns I, and listen i do too but the grease is an issue i how did we get, where are we right now on pizza Let's so go parole, but I will yeah. say, one thing you
1: can always do, you can always put a paper towel on top of the pizza, sop some grease up, and you're good to go. Yeah, That's but then too much it work. It pulls the cheese with it. Well, you got to dab. You can't lay it on there. you got to kind of gingerly. So Mr. Cooper.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. So for those of you who don't want to listen to a four-hour show about pizza and Mr. Cooper, and let's condense it down a little bit. But if
3: you do want to hear a yeah. show
2: about pizza, we We'll can do a pizza bonus.
0: As, yeah, eventually we'll just do a whole pizza episode. We'll talk.
2: Donate to our Patreon for our pizza episode.
0: We'll find various pizza scenes in different sitcoms and discuss them. Hanging but in the meantime, uh, so <laughs> what we had was uh, this: the situation where the teacher that gets sick creates an opportunity for Mr. Cooper to be a substitute teacher at the school that Robin works at, which he's pumped because he thinks he's going to be, like, a gym teacher, which I don't know why he assumed that off the bat. But That was
3: my favorite line. I'm coaching
0: science? <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. So, <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so, yes, he's going to be a science teacher, and he's like, I don't know anything about, like, science for junior high it's like well you want to be a teacher right like you you should probably have some basic like knowledge of some of these subjects because i is he only qualified to be a gym teacher
2: yeah i don't do you know what the i've never substitute were.
1: taught before but do you need more than just a high school diploma like this isn't like yeah, a not I, just, be, I don't know to be a substitute
2: need... i don't think so look at some no, of the subs we had back in the day
1: yeah but that was 20 years ago i'm just but saying i, like, feel I don't like know how different i that thought is you now. did
2: i thought you needed Cause to, you need to have degree, at least a bachelor's like legit- degree degree. Like you don't
0: need, like, a teaching degree. degree or anything like that. Like, you don't need to, like, be on the course to
4: become a teacher. No, I thought you just need a bachelor's degree. It doesn't matter what it's in. It's just – you could be – No, be like, I
3: mean, I was a substitute teacher. I don't have a bachelor's degree. Oh, you actually substituted. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: But the vibe I got was he's trying to get an in to become a teacher.
1: I think he has an in to become a coach, though. Yeah, yeah but it was, wasn't like, yeah.
0: oh, sick, I have an availability to – be the gym teacher for a week. Like I was under the impression he's been looking for an in to work at the school. Like he was looking I, for a teacher gig.
1: I also feel like if you don't live in a place where like high school sports are huge. Like, so for example, uh, hockey in Minnesota, right. In Minneapolis, Minnesota, whatever, or uh football in Texas, right. You can be the coach of the high school football team or the high school mm-hmm. hockey team. And that's your whole job. Yeah. Cause sports are so like those sports are so big. That's your job. But like where we grew up, The hockey coach also half assed taught us about sex ed. I mean, like, you also have to be a teacher. Like, I don't know where, I forget where they say Mr. Cooper takes place. Oakland. It's Oakland. It's Oakland. Okay. Well, I've been to Oakland. Oakland's great, but they don't seem like the kind of place that has the money to, or the sports programs that they would. I, they're not give him. world
0: renowned for having, right. Like a basketball program that would require. It's not like high school football in Texas, or like you said, Minnesota hockey, or something like that.
1: I will say though, anybody mm-hmm. ever gets to San Francisco, go to Oakland too, because Oakland's sweet, and the Oakland A's Stadium is amazing and old and disgusting, and it's perfect.
0: And about to die. So <laughs> I'm, I'm glad Can you have fond memories. Yeah, it's almost yeah. Well, they're oh. looking for a new home.
3: has chained ride. himself to the gate. so it is, It's is—it's in rough shape, and
0: yeah. it's time to either completely fix
1: it or move on. I mean, so. I will say we got seats in the bleachers, like at the very last row of the bleachers. And it was fun because everybody there was from Boston, too. So it was just kind of like nice. a drunken, like, Red Sox fans, eh, kind of thing that was really interesting. But you definitely felt like the whole thing was going to fall apart behind, like, under you at any time. Right. It's also one of the first times in a long time that I went into use a bathroom and there was just like three people in a row with just their full pants down peeing. Which like, You forget what? about that? Oh,
3: Jay style.
1: <laughs> I don't do that anymore. You don't I feel like every
0: episode either. it's like you guys are trying to sneak in weird stuff I've done throughout my life.
3: You've just done a lot of weird stuff, Jay. <laughs> yeah, tough, but like, it adds I'm, here up, to, I'm here
0: to talk about Mr. Cooper. <laughs>
3: We're not, We're not
1: sneaking it in. Imagine Mr. Cooper goes to an A's game, and he goes to the top deck, and he goes to pee, and he pulls his entire pants down. And there's also mirrors on both sides, <laughs> so you can see his front <laughs> and his back naked while you're peeing. And you have to try to not laugh like a child the entire time, even though you're 30-something years old.
0: Um. So before we move on, I'll say this real quick, and we'll move on from it. I used to go to my ankle with my pants in public bathrooms in my 20s because i thought it was very funny <laughs> there was one incident at a rest stop where a gentleman in a stall reached out from under the stall and took a photo of me doing that <laughs> and i never ever did it again that was the last time i
1: ever did
3: it. if there was ever a chance for us to find whoever took that photo now's the time because i will tell are you, you whoever took that photo
1: yeah. please be out there please tweet us please whatever I, we have s21pod.com
0: whatever gentleman took that photo <laughs> is probably not someone you want to be in touch with <laughs> but let's move on so another girl walks into the house and uh she had like to me at least uh at the time like kind of that hillary banks vibe she had like the power suit on but like a uh, very attractive assuming Dang. you know that she was the roommate. Yeah. And she immediately she immediately just starts talking to uh, Robin that she has a date with William, who um, was a stockbroker, and how she tricked him into asking her out by forgetting to fax something and then driving all the way to his office and casually mentioning that she had nothing to do that night and by so tricking him into asking her out.
1: My two favorite like, lines of the whole episode come from this whole scene, one where she where she goes, damn, William is foine." which is just like a weird <laughs> 90s accent thing I forgot all about. Like, not saying it like, in an accent, just like, oh, is he attractive? Like, yeah, he's fine. Like, it just, it makes me laugh so hard. I'm just going to use it all the time again Forn. now. But also she says, she likes his butt so much she wishes he was a, she was a wallet. That I wrote also that wrote down. that down, yeah. Yeah. Royed me.
0: <laughs> that was, uh, that was an amazing line. And also it was like, you tricked him in asking you out, like, this girl is stunning. <laughs> like, she walks in and like, I don't think you had to do a lot of like mental games to like get this guy to ask you to dinner.
1: Yeah, I think that gr- that guy was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's, that's yeah. all he's it a took, successful right? Successful Then eventually, though. because she had a Hillary Banks vibe, she did uh, get proposed to by him. While he bungee jumped to his <laughs> death later <on>. Hillary! <laughs> Hillary Banks, will
0: you marry? <laughs> Yes, Trevor. Yes, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> so uh
1: I love well, this show because it's so perfect because our brains are completely <laughs> broken by all these sitcoms. These moments I think, are fucking I think, so funny.
0: I think this show just put us all into like a time warp. I think that's kinda yeah. what's happening right we now. Got it's like right we're, back in. we're also like overwhelmed with nostalgia from watching something from the early nineties that it's like it just bringing everything by back. By the way, until
2: until the and, damn thing, I thought she was his sister because I thought the other character was the mother. I also yeah, so, thought that, yeah. So mm. they had a very sibling relationship with the bickering. So that that one's a little more. It's also
3: weird for at that point in time to have roommates like at their age. Like they weren't young, they weren't well, old, but not, like, you know, the fact that it was just like three roommates and it was a whole nice house in southern I, I, think of the sense house. But I don't think <laughs> no, it's don't weird think because that, they have if you jobs look back. Like good are they jobs. really
0: are they much different? then like they they're probably younger in that show than we are now so they're probably like
2: late 20s or something it's not that crazy maybe
3: they just seem older to me um i like, think you get locked into you, your knowledge of them now, as, yeah. as a kid you
2: watch yeah, you watched that as a kid they're way older than you well, see, and no, uh, i mean you i'm just i was up, just and you still see them as, Mark you saw Curry them as the kid is older than you
3: so the sister the the one who thinks the dude is fine was Foyne? 30 at the time holly okay. robinson yeah um Paul saying there's a chance. Mark Curry was Mark Curry was born in nineteen sixty one, so he was thirty one. Thirty one. Thirty
2: one. Yeah. So he's yeah, a little younger so than we, are, we are now.
0: It's not that yeah. crazy to have roommate. That's not that
3: far away from having a no, I mean it's I have roommates roommate pretty yeah, close just to
1: that.
0: But I want to touch on kind of what you were saying earlier, like figuring out the dynamic between them all, because until he said something kind of flirty, and then at this point of the show, I'm still under the impression that Mark and Robin are a couple and that she's yeah. just her too. friend. I so was then, too. So then we get to a point where Mark is accused of having a crush on Vanessa like from Robin. And I was like, well, that's a weird way to approach that. You think like your boyfriend has a crush on your friend. And I was like, this is weird, but it it wasn't until uh, a little more time passed. And then she's like, you know, we, we grew up together like since what third grade or whatever. So now you're like, okay. So they're just, they're childhood friends that moved in together. And she is also the roommate. So, Basically, Robin is friends with Mark, Robin is friends with Vanessa. Mark and Vanessa have some weird relationship just because they're stuck living together through circumstance. That is the actual dynamic. And it took a few minutes to kind of piece that all together. You kind of had to
1: yeah, pay I think that, attention. I think they are a little clumsy with it, too, right? Because I have that. I was like, man, where, what are we at now? Who is dating? Are they? Is it a family thing? And this yep. is their friend who he's going to crush on. Like, you don't really kind of figure it out. Until, well, they they played all of it for you eventually, but at first you kind of don't get it. And also, you know want what I want to just thought real was... quick mention, Nick had mentioned it, but this is where you start getting Mark Curry trying really hard to make his catchphrase work because the entire <laughs> rest of the episode is just him being like, damn, yeah. damn, over and over again. Well, it I thought it was really takes. weird.
0: It, it went from he's like kind of bickering back and forth with Vanessa early on. And like we said, could have been like almost like sibling like. And then it was, and Robin accuses him of liking her, having a crush on her, completely denies it. What? What are you talking about? Absolutely not. Two seconds later, it's very openly flirting with her. Like not just subtly; he's be, he's being very flirtatious with her immediately after. So yeah. you went from just denying adamantly that no, I don't like this girl at all, to very publicly flirting with her in front of her and the friend who just accused you. Yeah, I'm thought, obviously into her. I thought it was a, a little weird that they just flipped it that quick. They didn't. It wasn't like a subtle build. It was like, oh. Well, since we're going to talk about it, yeah, I might as well just flirt now.
1: They kind of packed a lot into this, right? Because, you know, we've been talking for half an hour about this, or whatever, and we're halfway through the show. We have some shows we talk about where you're kind of struggling to get
2: through even the plot well, We're not even everything. halfway. They have He hasn't even gone to the school
0: yet. We're in, like, the first scene. We just right, spoke yeah. for a half yeah. hour about a lot of weird shit. It <laughs> like, was actually a thought
3: I had during this was... I, it, All the shows are like this, right? This was, like, a 20-minute show. If you don't count, you know, intro credits at the end and stuff like that. It was like 20 minutes of actual footage. I don't see how this episode took more than a day to film. They did, like, three scenes at the house, two scenes at the school, and that was, like, the end of the show. Like, there was not much to it at all. Well, like we
0: said, I mean, for, you know, without getting ahead of ourselves, because we only know this episode, but it sounds like this pilot was filmed as a pilot to kind of just get that feeler out, and if they're changing sets and stuff after... They were just trying to give an overall vibe of the show, so they kept it simple.
1: It's they only introduced you to moments. a handful you have a of characters. a Small adult cast, and then like you have a, you have some kids coming up, but yeah. those are like day player kids who are getting whatever union scale. Like you get them for a couple hours to make a couple of jokes. They probably filmed all that uh, school stuff in like one four hour chunk or something.
0: Yeah, and so what okay. I liked right. about that is because that was the next scene is when we enter the classroom, and the first thing I picked up on was like. I don't know what it is, but something about like every classroom in that time frame on television all look kind of the same. It has this very 90s TV show classroom look, and I don't know exactly what it is that does it, but it's very like a staple look, for me at least.
1: It reminded me of all the shows that did this, like Head of the Class, which is probably coming soon to uh the podcast and you know there's a lot of tv show saved by the bell ahead of the class there was
3: an interesting thing i saw like it was a long time ago actually when they talked about filming school scenes and i think they used boy meets world as one of the uh jay you all right
0: yeah i'm looking ahead i I know i'm thinking about a scene we're about to talk about so finish your thought i thought you were
3: talking about that girl from uh boy meets world (laughs) you've been talking about no, they, they, they film and set the the kids up in a certain way that they don't have to use because there's like there's twenty kids in classrooms, right? They obviously can't bring twenty kids into a classroom, so they stagger like nine of them to make it look like there's more of them. The classroom is smaller to give that appearance too. So that's yeah, I think that's, that's why they all look the same.
4: That's true. That makes sense. It's just a shooting technique. I thought it was weird the way that the desks were set up. Did anybody else like not get that? They're kind they're of, the sort of the shoe? Shoe. they're like there's. Yeah, 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 it wasn't like the typical
0: everyone facing the teacher. They kind of opened it up. Like, it was almost, like, set up for him to lecture in the middle or something like that.
4: Yeah, but the the people that were against the wall with one of the chalkboards and the shelf, it almost looked like there was no space to sit behind the desk. I don't know. I just thought that was weird. And, like, the desks looked like office desks. They didn't look like school desks.
0: Well, what I loved was, so, Mark walks into the classroom... It becomes known that he's the substitute. So as soon as they find out he's the substitute, they start having a paper fight. Which I don't, that
2: I don't never recall happened. in all
0: my years of school ever being like, "Oh, we can horse around today." Paper fight. I
2: if we ever did but, that with Big Red, she would have killed us.
0: So, so After in the middle of this red. paper fight, though, Mark's trying to stop it, and he just starts going, "Stop throwing that paper!" <laughs> I went to prison, yeah. and I lost it. Don't that, <laughs> so threw that paper. <laughs> like I died when rice. that happened. I was like, what just happened? <laughs> why? Like, why is this the response? I just got out of prison. <laughs> it's, it was so good. It, it worked, though. It made no though. sense. It did. I do love, yeah. too,
1: when the other kids, like, you're just like all those other subs, which makes me think that all the other subs had yelled at them that they just got out of prison <laughs> and I just wanted to go out of school so <laughs> badly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god i can't get over it stop throwing that paper i do
1: like his angry guy voice though like you know that was immediately like a, oh i hope he does this like i would keep watching it if every once in a while he yells at the kids in that voice because in voice that is voice funny. specifically yeah yeah it's, it's like in voice. uh
0: that movie when anna Ferris was the like the the house bunny or whatever and every time she meets someone it's there's like oh hi my name's joe and she goes joe anthony so anyways to not to not get too derailed uh Again, yeah, again. So all these kids. One thing I noticed, like, you know, in the '90s, was very popular to wear sports gear. Not that everyone away, but like starter jackets and all that were really big at the time, and like baggy shirts and snapback hats. A lot oh, and, of sports and, gear was like represented in the necklaces. classroom. Not one person <laughs> in that class though had anything remotely Oakland and or like even San Francisco. And I'm like, that was kind of a missed opportunity. That's you kind could have represented. One kid of is actually wearing, wearing
3: a
1: Celtic, Celtics
0: hat, and that's what made me notice it. Yeah, yeah, he had a Celtics hat on.
1: Is the main kid Arvin? Irvin. Irvin. The main kid Irvin is wearing cross colors. Remember that company, Cross Colors? No. That jumped out right away. Those were like the shirts and the hats that were like different panels that were different colors. It's kind of like hip hop.
3: So does anybody else, now that we're on the topic of him, does anybody else Omar Gooding being in like everything around then? All wild I can think of is kids. wild and
0: crazy kids. Yeah, yeah, he was in
3: Ghost Dad. He was in Blossom. He was a reoccurring character. He was one of the main characters on Smart Guy, which is years later, I think. Oh, but I feel like, but also Smart Guy. I, I was going to ask Blossom,
2: Definitely I was going to ask if he was the, if he was on Smart Guy because that's the only other thing I remember him from. And yeah, I, he I was tell, the Yada Brothers. Him, with him or not? My Smart Note's guy. Also, another say... TV
1: show about uh, his, about school. Right, and another, and also Nick Freno, licensed teacher, which I
3: think was the show that played either before yeah. or after that.
0: The line in my notes reads, Omar Gooding, <laughs> Wild and Crazy Kids. That oh, was like oh,
3: is Crazy Kids. Is yeah, actually was... Cuba Gooding Jr.'s cousin.
0: That's true. Wild exactly. and
3: Crazy Kids was fun, but it was no skate TV.
0: That was also Nickelodeon, right? Yep. Early day early, Nickelodeon? Early. Yeah.
1: Early. One season hosted by Skate Master Tate. Wicca, wicca.
0: <laughs> so, so the kids the kids start challenging <laughs> yeah, Mr. Like, Cooper. For,
1: for no reason.
0: So the kids start challenging Mr. Cooper, and in a way that – to get into his head, it was kind of clever, right? Instead of just being defiant, it was almost like, oh, you're cool, right? Like, we can call you Coop, right? We can do this, right? Like, you're cool if we play music, right? And he doesn't know that balance between being the teacher and being the friend. So he just starts letting the kids walk all over them, right? And they start blasting Motown Philly, which, phenomenal song. So I, I thought was it was like, a really interesting. Thing. I want to bring that
1: up, too. They paid for the rights at that time, and it's really weird, too. So there must be a deal, right? Because I very distinctly remember an episode of... Full house where they're doing like Stephanie has like a dance contest. They and dance, yeah, Motown they danced in Motown Philly. It's Jeff Franklin. So I wonder, if, I wonder if there's like a management connection or something. I didn't think to look or, into it. It just connected to me now. But
0: Or Jeff Franklin bought the rights to the song as an individual and like could use the song. Maybe he literally had license to still use that song. And just I love the
1: idea that anytime you stream like Motown Philly on Spotify or you buy the CD or whatever, that Jeff Franklin just hears like a little ka-ching noise <sighs> on his phone. And the Boys to Men guys
2: are just like working at Starbucks or whatever. Like, fuck. Jay and I saw Boys to Men at Six Flags. Yes, we did.
0: It was the legit the only reason I even went was for wrote me in by seeing uh, Boys to Men because I very much love them.
1: I would see Boys to Men over going on a roller coaster any day, so I'm with you.
2: Well, I like roller coasters, so I got to enjoy both.
1: So you just like to listen to the story of their whole career, which is a roller coaster enough (laughs) for you.
0: So, anyways, the what happens? uh, So Motown Philly's blasting, and obviously that's very loud in the middle of class. So the principal walks in. Principal walks in and he immediately transitions into, Mark at least transitions into making the joke that he's teaching them about rain dancing, which I thought was, it was a funny joke. It was like a nice little transition.
1: Yeah. That's uh, that leads to the whole gag too, where he gets stuck in the chair and he has to move the chair around with him. Right.
0: Right. That's yeah. right
2: after that. Right. Yeah. No. Cause I yeah. think
1: it's during, or maybe he comes back in again a second time.
2: Yeah. He comes back in after because he I re- back re- uh, what's, it, what's the kid's name Irving? Irvin? Irvin? Yeah, Ir- Irvin's trying to leave, and that's when he, he he um glued him to the chair, which was very predictable.
0: Yeah, because Irvin wants to go and buy Bell Biv DeVoe tickets, which, again, very respectable. So uh, they're hitting on all the good music right there.
1: I also love this stuff, too, because I'm just like, I'd go see bellbiv Biv DeVoe. Like, if that show took place now, it would be like, I need to buy Ariana Grande tickets or something. <laughs> I, like, I don't give a shit about Biv any Biv of Biv, this. Yeah. Get the fuck out Bell of Biv
0: here. De- B- Bell DeVoe plays at the... Um, the venue attached to the bowling alley in Town Line.
1: Oh, <laughs> like Bell div de bowl would Say what? Bell div de De-Bowl? De bowl? Is that what I said? D- bowling joke? It's a bowling <laughs> oh, joke. Oh, de De-Bowl. Wow. The <laughs> that... Apparently that was a gutter ball. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Steve
4: Reich.
0: So, um, so wow. yeah. So this, this all results in, yeah, Omar Gooding's character, Irvin, gluing Mark to the seat and... He's stuck, and then the principal walks back in during all this commotion again, and it doesn't take long for the principal to go, like, are you glued to the seat? Which, like, leads you to believe that this is not an uncommon thing to happen to substitutes of this school. Yeah, these
2: kids are bastards. All I could think of
1: is there was a time when we were in high school, or middle school maybe, where there was a teacher who was allergic to peanut butter, and somebody put peanut butter on her door <laughs> so that she couldn't leave the classroom. Was it missing? Because I thought that was a funny joke. I and don't think, think we think should get the... into names... Uh, I'm not saying names. I obviously cut you yeah. out there, Ferg. But what I'm trying to say is, looking back at that now, as a 35 year old with a lot of empathy, that is horrifying to me. Oh, and the yeah, idea that sick. if you just glued a person's jeans to the table, that's shitty too. But that's way less shitty. That like in 10 years, it went from that to something very drastically more mean and dangerous, and it's getting hit in the nuts with a shovel or
2: something like that.
1: Yeah, like, oh, it's just so It's rough. also a TV oh, and God.
2: movie thing that, like, super glue dries instantly to, like, stuff. Like. Really the only used... thing
3: super glue dries instantly to is your fingers, yep. and you can just <laughs> immediately pull it off. Like it's That not is my some... least favorite feeling in the world is super glue on my fingers, because like, you can't get it off. Like, it doesn't come off.
1: What's the stuff they spray in the hole in the boat now? Is that the new one? Flex Seal. Flex Seal. Flex, flex Seal, yeah. I feel like the new sitcom will saw be, this you
0: boat in, in, in half. In <laughs> like... All right, so... Mark ends up, after this day, he ends up back home. Robin is at home doing... At home aerobics, which again, super of the time, like those mid '90s infomercial aerobic things.
1: But also way ahead of the curve too, because she's using those uh, resistance bands, which are like all the rage right now. Thirty. Now, years but later. at yeah. that
0: time of the '90s, like that was all the kind of crap that they would sell you, like the ad scene on TV aerobic stuff, like when. Oh yeah, I, I, Suzanne. I, I I ads I all the time.
2: Probably like would have bought that like. And
0: then literally, she like later in the scene starts using like the Thigh Master, which I believe was the Suzanne Summers thing that she was promoting. I can do then. this all
2: day
0: yeah so um you know mark ends up back at work and we see what's going on
1: well, we all uh, see his pants we don't want to lose the gag of his pants too They're like, did you glue his pants he turns around and he has a perfectly embroidered uh heart yeah. on the butt heart. of his pants because the home ec class sewed that onto it which i thought was a fun visual gag
0: yeah it worked and she starts talking about like her first day and finding the balance and you know that she was glued to the piano bench when for her first day so to and go, go back again yeah along. it looks like is a com- yeah, it's a common joke for the kids in the school to just glue people to chairs. And then...
1: Little rascals.
4: You'd think that they would have gave them a heads up, though, that, like, by the way, you know, if this is a recurring pattern, you'd think that they would give the substitute a heads up that, you know, kids do this.
0: Yeah, perhaps. Maybe, like, you know, just a heads up, these kids are really shitty when they know that you're not an actual part of the staff. Yeah. And then uh, we end up with uh, Vanessa running in for what... I assume her date with William and just in another tiny dress, tiny dress. Like we're she's straight up. hoa. She's set up to be the eye candy of the show. They want you to know that she is very attractive. Yeah, that's they another, they
2: like,
1: make it a point. Sexy like, like stuff I feel like this is his, this is Jeff Franklin's chance to try to do stuff a little more adulty. And she you can make all these jokes. Cause this is where the joke yeah. comes into where she's like, I die for those boobs. And Mark Cooper <laughs> goes, so would I. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Damn.
0: Yeah. And that was another time. It was just like, at one point, He's denying that he has any interest in her and now very flirty with her. At some point, uh when William the Date shows up, charming, nice guy, like, but very like right away mentions what kind of car he drives and how much it costs, which is not not an attractive quality, but
1: And he bought it in Germany. They specifically mentioned that he bought a Porsche in Germany, which I find interesting because yep. you can buy a Porsche in Albany. Like I don't know why you'd go all the way to
4: Germany. But he there. saved
2: six yeah. percent. He could uh, yeah. invest it on something else, and it was just show that he is a savvy oh, business I man. He man. A, what, what did he, what did love he say his...
4: that he made a tiny sum, or he made? A... Oh, I forget the word that he, that he used. It a
2: yeah. about money
1: and numbers.
0: And Mark starts joking around William, and it's really just to show you that like William's not—he's like a book smart, successful man, but like he doesn't pick up on jokes very well because Mark's like talking circles around him. Right? He's telling jokes, and he's not picking up on it at all. What I thought was weird after was. He then marks sidebars with Vanessa and calls her aside is like, you don't really want to go out with this guy, right? Like, why don't you just stay and hang out with me? Again, really weird because the day earlier he won't even admit to being interested in her. And now he's stopping her from going on a date and asking to just stay with me at home and watch TV. With William right there. William's a foot away at the door and I am to expect that he's not listening in on this conversation. Maybe you think that he's so self-centered
1: he's not paying attention but also you mentioned that he's like rapid firing jokes on william and he's not paying attention one of them is he says something to him and he goes yeah blew the seat right off my pants which <laughs> was another one where <laughs> I, I laughed i, I was laughed. laughing pretty hard
0: and then um that scene pretty much ends so now they're gonna go on the date but then the very next scene just cuts to the dates over so now we see vanessa back home like making an ice cream sundae
1: another sexual thing they said chocolate is a substitute for sex
0: yeah, and yeah. I and I and I noted that because Mark was like very sexual with her, and like in bringing up sex and stuff like that, and really putting it out there, <laughs> like um trying to get that in her brain. Or, but uh, yeah, the the, the dynamic worst. between them is is really it's still very confusing between the two of them. And the he goes right back into more sex jokes, makes fun of William, and then Mark leaves and. At this point to like put a button on that whole conversation that they had, immediately, uh Vanessa admits to Robin how boring William was after she wouldn't she wouldn't admit that to Mark, but as soon as Mark was gone, made it very known that the date was awful and that William was not entertaining at yeah, all. Yeah,
2: they had their first moment which she offered him yeah. some ice cream. That was like the whole you no know, bridging type of thing.
1: That was I thought I thought like that a lot too, because now you have a point where you're like, Hey, we're not just teasing this, now we're actually being very upfront about the fact that hey, this is a direction this uh, show is going to go. Do you have? Do you find the chemistry in these two people? Do you like these two characters? Then yeah, keep watching because we've just spelled it out yeah. for you. You know, even though the show yeah. starts
0: with you literally thinking the other girl is his love interest, or uh, mom, yeah, they do make it yeah, or mom if you're Ferg, <laughs> apparently. But they do, uh, they do by the end of the show make it very known that the the point is to eventually get Mark and Vanessa together. Which uh, ends that scene, and then we get back to the school, which is, um, you see Mark and Irvin talking, and you can tell another running theme of the show is going to be that, like, Mark is the, he's, like, the mentor type to Irvin, like, that's going to be, like, the link, right? That's going to be the go-to student that you're going to see him with most of the time.
4: Hmm, okay, yeah. Yeah, you can know he's going to be his foil in the school.
1: Right. Vanessa is his foil at home, Irving is his foil at school those two and... back and forth and maybe someday they'll meet and that'll be funny too right like that's like they're sort of teasing you know that's going to happen eventually in an episode whether right. it be like a bake sale or a basketball game or something
0: to call back to earlier Irvin tries to sell mark the bell biv Devo tickets that he had to leave the last class to go buy
1: for a hundred dollars now i meant to because nick did it one episode and i thought it was so smart and i forgot to i forgot to inflation calculator what a hundred dollars was in it's like 250 today 250 ish would anybody here pay two fifty to see Belbiv DeVoe? Uh, maybe for like a like I a, really like, like a like, suite.
0: If it wasn't just who, who else I like is all playing things connected to New Edition, <laughs> yeah, is it a New yeah. Edition reunion and then like they'll do a little set and Bobby Brown will do a little set? Oh, if it's like raffle do a day little
1: thing, set and you can get some food and maybe there's like a beer pass thing. If it was a full on
0: New Edition reunion with everybody and they all did their solo stuff, I'd pay two fifty. I'd pay two fifty. To I, see I really Bobby like New Edition. Brown
1: alone and
0: i really like i really like bobby brown yeah i would like to see bobby brown first. Ghostbusters. i did i did (laughs) i was trying to get past it booby brown (laughs) but uh so uh and then we also find out in that scene that mark drives a dodge dart i i I tried i forgot the year but he drives a dodge dart which is that still that's not a production vehicle
4: i don't think they they haven't made those in a while yeah yeah didn't they just make a new dodge dart like, in, like, 2016 or 2014? I don't recall. I, I, I meant to, like, I look it up a did. little bit. You're asking just the wrong Dodge person. I don't know big cars. trucks
1: and, like, sports yeah. cars again. Because they make those, like, cop cars or Dodges now, which is crazy. Um, They all just look like the Road Warrior car. But I don't think they make a smaller car anymore. I think it's just, like, those sort of really
4: fast, almost sporty-looking no, cars. they still cars make and the like
2: Neon. And that's, the Neon is small.
4: No, they the did 2016. They? 2016 Dodge Dart. Did it it only last the one year? Was it a one year only thing?
3: So it wasn't a bullseye. Uh. uh, (laughs) One of these days, they're just going to kick you out of the Zoom call.
4: (laughs) (laughs) The dart returned in 2013. Hold on. I'm on Dodge. But aren't you happy that I can just think of him?
0: Hold on. He's on the Dodge Wikipedia page right now. (laughs) Sort of. Not on Wikipedia.
4: On
3: actually Dodge.com, not to be confused with Dodge. This would be the one time it would make more sense to be on the
1: Wikipedia page. (laughs)
4: Probably. It would give you a more streamlined answer. No, it says a in the Dodge middle of this.
0: gonna go. Do I want to lease a 20, <laughs> 20 month?
2: <laughs> He's gonna be after this. Is be him asking us if we think it's enough miles per year? Yeah. Well, we're gonna
4: think Gordo bought a new Dodge
2: Dart, but he just
4: bought one from the nineties. Discontinued. <laughs> it was discontinued in twenty sixteen. Oh, so it's like lasted a Seinfeld scenario instead of buying John
1: Voight's car. You buy Mark Cooper's Dodge Dart from 1992. That, we drive around. Well, that's what happens
0: when you take like an old car that has no popularity other than just the nostalgia that people remember that it existed and try to bring it back. Uh, apparently, the Dodge Dart three year experiment uh, bringing that back.
4: Geo trackers for everybody. No, Geo Metro. Bring those back.
0: But um, so anyways, class starts. You can already see Mark is doing a better job of being the teacher, right? He's opening up to them, but he's still showing them that he's in charge and what he wants, wants them to sit down, no music. So, you know, apparently just a very quick conversation with Robin was all it took for him to find that balance. But he got there. Um, tells him that he didn't take school seriously himself when he was younger. Thought he was going to go to the NBA. Uh, wasn't good enough. And uh, that explained to me why in the intro he took a shot that was only like six feet tall. Like that was because sh- apparently he wasn't NBA ready. He couldn't take a full like ten footer.
1: It's funny he says that he like, he's what was my other option to play in Italy.
0: That was the girl, and and that yeah. was I thought uh, yeah. was a, was a good line because she asked, well, "Why didn't you just play in Italy?" <laughs> Which is like to this day a very valid thing. Like if you're not like. You know, if, if you don't quite make it or you're on the cusp of, you just go to you Europe play, like, for a few
1: years. Latvia yeah. or somewhere. It's crazy because whenever we watch, like, some new terrible Netflix dating show, like, Welcome to the Circle. There's always one guy who's like,
2: I'm a professional basketball
1: player. have been playing for 10 years in Latvia. And you're like, okay, yeah, I guess. Is, like, if you're making money you're playing, a, a, a good New Girl,
2: that's where Winston played in uh, Latvia. Yeah.
1: I mean those places in Eastern Europe and stuff and Italy, like, that's huge. You can make a ton of money. It's like Japanese baseball or, you know, all these sports where you're not, like, on the national or US yeah. or worldwide scene or whatever, but you can make good money and play and not have to work a regular job. Like go for it. But it's always and funny. They're like, I'm a professional basketball player, but they're always a little embarrassed. They're always like, in your roof. <laughs>
3: Yeah.
0: So there was uh it was like a nice little callback to round out the show actually. And, and you kind. Of, it was projected. I I, yep. I don't know if you guys when all saw it. Coming too. I thought it was very obvious Was when he made Irvin sit down at, you know, come to find out Irvin's about to run off to do Irvin stuff, whatever he wants to do, which is, Seems to be how he typically conducts his school days. You find out that he is now himself glued to the seat uh, by way of Mark. So, nice little callback. Goes full circle. Mark shows that Child now...
2: abuse.
3: Which
2: right. you said they were horsing <laughs> yeah. around.
3: What's he it? was way too
2: cool with you being glued to the He's of He's like, Well, well You it. got me. Thank you.
0: <laughs> but I think they did a good job there. It was like they showed the balance. I still don't know how they... you know, They're still going to have to find a way to transition... Um, a teacher being sick cuz he ate bad fish sticks into how does this how does he stay at the school Very right Because you would think that would only be a day or two off
1: yeah how does he get a permanent job here
0: yeah but i'm sure yeah. in future episodes they, they would get to it but um that that was just to get his foot in the door and that's how he was exposed oh. to us but i thought they did a good job showing that maybe quick maybe it, maybe like typically you would think they would stretch it out a little bit him trying to find that balance but it looks like it just took one bad experience and a pep talk from his roommate and then he just kind of figured out how to be a fun teacher but still get respect. Or,
1: I think part of it though if you look into it a little harder is it's not just a pep talk from his roommate it's his the girl he's really into is telling him hey you should do this and she works there. So he wants to make That's sure That's not the girl he's into. He's into the other one.
3: What? Robin's not the girl he's into. That's just his friend. No. He's it's the... very ambiguous as to who, what he's into. I'm confused I didn't get a yet. vibe I feel that he like... was really into either. I was... Yeah, I guess it's just a friend.
1: Okay, oh, so maybe, that's... maybe I'm off base there. I don't know what that says about the show. I enjoyed the show, but I guess it's kind of confusing because I'm mixing up everybody's backstory.
0: And there's only three real people you need to worry about, and they did kind of mix the roles a little Well, bit. there
1: was a fourth it... one, but they were made out of... Word?
4: The little <laughs> Both of you,
2: grounded. Be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and we're we're funnier comedians
1: already than, uh...
2: Don't you say that Joey Gladstone?
1: Oh, much more than How Joey dare Gladstone. dare you? I can't wait till we do the Full House episode. That's just 40 minutes of me ranting that the episode where he's sad that he never made it is because he's just the worst comedian who's ever been
2: created. Well, spoiler there alert! There'd be no way he would not ever be successful. None of you successful. have to tune in for that episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, so anyways... And we will eventually do Full House, and I'm sure eventually we'll do Fuller House. Yay! Um, but did they officially so, cancel Fuller House? Ended. I know they it kicked didn't. off Aunt Becky. I yeah. think it just—I yeah, I think it was retired, as Alan Thickwood said. Again,
1: these situ- these situations make you so mad. Like all these people were getting a payday again, and then Aunt Becky has that, to be a that's not why. and just kills all their payday. No, it ended. It was—they was fired it was, her. They flat out fired yeah, her but from the that show. That was
2: two seasons before she wasn't before. the star of
0: the show. They could have went—they could have went, they they went did, on without they her. They did two like, seasons. She wasn't pivotal.
1: They just. Did Jesse a lot more. Not everybody's married to a famous hockey star in that show. Some people needed that money.
0: I would say that that show ran longer than you would have naturally expected it to under the circumstances. The show, and and we'll talk about this eventually when we do a Fuller House episode, but it was as good as it could be under the circumstances, and they had a nice enough run and probably surpassed their initial expectations
3: we ready to go around the horn on this one or what
0: yeah so we'll just end on this one last thing the show ends and they do another camera break which i thought was weird so they start with a very you know fourth wall breaking um cold open and then the outro after the show is uh mark curry as mark curry not mr cooper again they, just being himself talking to the audience and just trying to tell everyone what his name is like does just make like a curry chicken like, joke
3: yeah he does, did he curry chicken yeah like curry chicken yeah
0: and he just wanted everyone to know who he was like the joke was like i know you don't know who i am so like just remember me and um so kind of weird they started that way they ended that way they were really trying to approach television a little different by going that way and break the fourth wall and try to have you connect not just to mr cooper but mark curry i think they wanted you to really come to like that guy
4: and that would right. give the show legs yeah i thought that was weird i thought but that, that was really weird
0: but that's the whole show i mean ultimately you know, although it ran standard time, there wasn't a lot to the story. It was, here he is, gets a job at school, kids mess with him, gets a pep talk, finds his balance. Sub story, Vanessa has a date, doesn't work out. Not a lot really happens in it, but they do a good job explaining these characters to you, except for the relationship dynamic, and you get a vibe for who everyone is. Fun show, um, you know, it, it, it had its moments, definitely, like I said, a couple, it got a few laughs out of me, which a lot of shows don't, but... You know when when you start screaming like I was in prison, (laughs) put down that paper. Uh, That that uh, just you know that was that's all I needed, I guess, in a half hour of television. So yeah, let's go around, and I'm gonna go around in the order that I can see you in um, on my chat. So Gordo, start off. How did you feel? Green or cancel? Hanging with Mister Cooper?
4: I'm really torn. I actually am really torn. Like it seemed longer than when you just laid out the plot line. I didn't like the open and the close, um, especially the close. Like, Mark Curry, I just watched a full 25, 30-minute show with you. I know who you are. I like who you are. I sat through the whole episode. However, I did like the dynamic between the, the roommates. I did think that there was a lot of good fast paced humor and i think that they all really had great chemistry i'm gonna green light it
0: all right joe joe on to you green light or cancel hang on mr cooper
1: this is a golden age of sitcoms to me that i don't think exists now a comedian has a bit a routine or whatever they say hey this person's getting traction let's find a show around them let's make it work I don't think that'll ever happen again, and a lot of it is tinged in nostalgia. From there was so much of that when we were kids, and even the bad ones, those people came like weirdly, kind of ubiquitous in our lives, right? So, I don't want to base it just strangely on nostalgia. And there was a lot of shows that took place in schools, and it was simple, but I, I don't know. I found myself, lo- I love sitcoms, so it's hard, but like I, I loved it. I enjoyed it. It was another one of those shows that we watched where I probably hadn't seen it in twenty something years and episode one ended and we had to immediately stop and be like change the channel because i wanted to watch the next one and i think that's the ultimate test if you think a show should get passed or not if you want to see episode two so for me it's a green light ferg
2: on you i remember this show being on i didn't continue watching it in the 90s i'm not going to continue watching it now canceled it was just way too sloppy for me um didn't do it for me. I had a I had a couple laughs, but a lot of it was cringe. Uh, and then, uh, like I said, confusing relationships. Nothing, not much explained, and it felt very dated, but not in like a charming way. Like, like oh, cool nostalgia. I just it didn't do it for me.
0: Nick, on you.
3: Um, I liked the character of Mark Curry, uh, or Mark Cooper. Um, I liked it. Um, but he was the only character I liked. Uh, I didn't like the roommates. I don't think they were really very charming in the right ways. And the it was sloppy, like Ferg said. Like, I don't really know what the hell is happening with anything. And I just, you know, at the end of the day, wasn't really enticed to come back. I do remember parts of the show just from watching it back in the day. And I didn't hate it back then. But um, as of, as far as the pilot goes, I'm going to cancel it.
0: All right, so for me, so it's two to two comes down to me right now, right? Um, I think that the show had its holes for sure. Um, but ultimately, from the second Mark Curry went, stop throwing that paper. I was in prison. That show was going to get a green light from me because I love that so much. Listen, I don't think this show was doing anything too crazy. And, and the funny thing is I think a lot of this show was, it, it was very like, made specifically just to appeal to an audience right like it just looked like they put all these pieces in play like we need something a little cooler we need something a little hip we need to compete with these nbc shows and they kind of formulated the show just to rival that but it had a good run and even though there wasn't a lot of meat on the bone something about it mark curry i think just did a good job it was enough to sell the show on me so green light for me so congratulations hanging with mr cooper on a narrow three to two vote we are going to green light you you do live to see another day so you will make it to episode two which we didn't get to watch but it does have a full house uh, cameo situation for those of you who want to go back to it so um damn toy so that's it that's it for this week guys thank you everyone for listening just a reminder go to s1e1pod.com that's where you can find the links to all our social media where you can listen to us please subscribe Please give us a follow. Let us know what you think of the show, what shows you want us to talk about, and we will catch you next week. Thank you.
1: Goodbye. It's (laughs) foin.